Welcome back to another episode of Podcast Overseas Spring Quarter Edition. I hope all of our listeners had a well-deserved restful week-long break. Since the founding of this podcast series, we have officially reached 172 plays between our eight released episodes on Spotify. We would like to give a quick shout out to all of our listeners for making this podcast series by the Southeast Asian Student Association at UC Irvine such a success. You know, we thought it would be great to start off spring quarter with a little reflection piece uh, from the podcast overseas co-host Ethan and I on our journey of co-founding this podcast together and developing our series into what it looks like today. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. A quick introduction for our new listeners. Let's start by reintroducing ourselves and our position within the Southeast Asian Student Association at UC Irvine. Do you want to start off, Ethan? Of course, of course. Hello, everybody out there listening on Spotify, Crash Share, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so on and so forth. My name is Ethan Vang Chan. I am a third-year pharmaceutical science major here at University of California, Irvine. At SASA, or the Southeast Asian Student Association, I am their coalition chair. Alrighty, so for me, um, hi everyone, my name is Elaine Lee. I am a fourth year, almost graduating at UC Irvine actually. I am a double major in business administration and psychology and social behavior, and I have a minor in Asian American studies. So within the Southeast Asian Student Association Board, I serve as their president. It has been truly an honor. It's been the last two years of my life, and it's so great to see what we have achieved since then. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think one of the biggest questions we both of us get asked whenever it's about podcasts overseas and more or less why and how did this podcast come into fruition? You know, where did it all start? And honestly, Elaine, I think you should probably answer this question first and foremost, because you're the one who approached me with this awesome opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so from my end, how it all started, it was this crazy idea. I actually came across a podcast series from UCLA, and I was listening to one of my friends speak on it. And I just thought that was so cool. And I just started kind of digging further, like just, oh, these are the different topics that they're talking about. I didn't really think further into it, uh, but I really think it was kind of like a fate thing where I just kind of was scrolling through my social medias and through my Facebook and I came across this thing. And that's how it led me to a website called Anchor, which is the website that we currently use to record all of our podcasts. And the cool thing about Anchor is that you can record directly on the website and it releases to I believe like six different podcast streaming platform. And I had this crazy idea because this was the beginning of COVID and everything was transitioning online. And I wanted to have this community online for our listeners, whether that is within UC Irvine, uh, within the Orange County area, or just anywhere around the world can listen in on the information that we were providing out. Our organization stands for three things. We stand for culture, mentorship, and community. And I think that really does encompass within our podcast obviously not the mentorship part we are not having that one-on-one relationship but we do hope that we have this sort of relationship with our listeners from afar where you get to learn from us and ultimately feel a sense of community when you are listening to our podcast and I remember thinking who would be the perfect person within my organization to you know start this 
crazy idea with me. Who would want to pick this up and kind of run with it with little to idea what it's going to be? And I thought of Ethan because he is in charge of our outreach. He is a very well-spoken person, as you can hear through our very podcast today. So I'd say that was how the idea came to be because of his support and he kind of helped me develop it to what it is today that's how the podcast came to be so from there Ethan take it away what was your side in it (laughs) yeah so uh, I definitely remember over over summer session of 2020 I was like probably knee deep and academic work and whatnot. I was starting my job at CVS and I just signed on to um, the executive board for Sasa at UCI. And I was super excited, very, very passionate and ambitious. And in terms of what I wanted to do, I really wanted to put my best foot forward. And I thought uh, in the back of my head, like I wonder what I can do for this organization besides collaborate with different organizations, get Sasa up to date in terms of their cross-cultural center requirements as well as SOAR requirements, so on and so forth. And so I remember this one afternoon, I think it was maybe mid-July, early August, when Elaine texted me and she was like, hey, do you want to start maybe a podcast series together? And I think without a doubt, I was like, yeah, why not? And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, let's let's figure something out. And so we had a couple of meetings after that up until our first official few board meetings together as a whole board for Salsa. And Elaine was just kind of breaking down more or less what we were going to do, what kind of content we were going to push out. And honestly, in the beginning, we weren't necessarily too sure because neither Elaine nor I have ever been on a podcast, neither recorded, neither edited a podcast. We were very fresh to this whole thing. But thankfully, with a few trials and tribulations in terms of what we need to do, how we need to edit, what we need to release, if we need to release in a certain release date. And honestly, it just kind of took off from there. And I don't think Elaine or I could have imagined being in this position before, you know, because this whole project started almost, I'd say, what, three fourths of a year ago, almost an entire year ago. And it's crazy to think about that we co-founded this entire series based on, you know, Asian American Pacific Islander um, experiences and really giving that space and giving that conversation out there because I... I'm not too sure if many of our other listeners listen to a bunch of other, you know, AAPIX podcasts, but there's not many around. Yeah, so that really leads into the next question, which was, what is the overall vision that we both had when it came to creating the content of the overall podcast? I would have to say in the beginning, I really wanted to, as I said before, establish a space, establish a voice for people who felt and experienced the same things I did, went through similar trials and tribulations, similar obstacles and challenges as a as a young Asian American here in the United States and, you know, I guess the Western part of society and whatnot, because a lot of Asian Americans, especially those around us, are a intersectionality of what our home values and what Western culture has amalgamated into, you know. Are we too American for our Asian roots or are we too Asian for our American roots? It's a very, very gray area that I wanted to explore and speak more about. And on top of that, kind of have these experts or individuals who are well-versed in you know, Asian American studies or those who 
are within the professional realm to speak about their experience and whatnot. For example, uh, Joseph Laguna speaking um, for episode two on the model minority myth. He's actively studying and being quite passionate and proactive in regards to college students and how their Asian American identity is affecting them whenever they go and experience life pretty much. The same thing goes for Dr. Jonathan Wang, who we spoke to a few episodes ago in regards to how COVID-19 has affected Asian Americans. And Elaine and I have gone forth and really tried to develop this whole identity as Asian Americans that we are going to be more proactive and we aren't going to stay silent when it comes to experiences that we all share, experiences that shouldn't go unnoticed or just be swept away like past experiences in any U.S. history book, pretty much. Yeah. So for me, I think, well, staying from the president point of view, it was just really trying to expand and develop something new for the organization. I think I started off with that, but I came to quickly realize how much of an impact just just solely this podcast has on our community. You know, it's just a safe space to share our stories, whether that is from the undergraduate's point of view, whether that means that we invite teaching assistants or professors who are interested in speaking on our podcast and our advisor in terms of Tuvo Deng, when she talked about like the importance of oral history. And we extended it so far. We've got guest speakers that have been UC alumni for the last 10 years, they graduated 10 years ago, and they're coming back as a professional who is discovering her self-identity and her how it kind of meshes together with her cultural norms. We have some unique stories out there, you know, in, in places that we never imagined we would find our guest speakers. And especially, I think the biggest one that we've gotten so far is the vice chancellor of UC Irvine. We are getting the faculty involved in our story. We are getting all of these narratives that we would never potentially could have gotten if we weren't a on a virtual field it's just easier to meet on a virtual field and two it's creating this community with other communities on campus yeah you know we are involving different stories and experiences and expertise and people have the safe community to to share, you know, and I think that was the ultimate vision where we get to share our narratives to others who either sound like us, look like us, identify as Asian American Pacific Islander. In the times that we are in now, I don't think we could have imagined just ever being in a time where our just being Asian, I don't know if you feel this, but I sometimes feel simply scared to just kind of walk outside because I am Asian, but to have a space to kind of share my thoughts and process what is happening around the world. It is so important. So I hope if our listeners is, are going through something like that, that I'm also going through something like that and that eases some sort of peace that we are in this together and we are hopefully creating this community for you to feel safe and feel as if you are being acknowledged, you are being listened to, and you are being heard, essentially. So as the world progresses, as we progress as individuals, as student leaders on campus, and it's just ultimately having a space where we feel seen. We feel heard because, uh, as you know, living in the United States right now, we feel silenced. You know, we are not given that voice to show that 
it is just so much to process. Let me just say that it is so much to process to have the words for it. But I do appreciate how much this podcast means to me and Ethan. And also we hope that the podcast means something to you or gives you some sort of place feel seen. Yeah, absolutely. Branching off of what Elaine said, it's a majority of the reason why we do this is because we want to give that voice to our community, specifically the Southeast Asian community. You know, a lot of individuals within our community, I feel like don't necessarily feel that sense of solidarity or representation within the media. I mean, for example, Raya the Last Dragon just came out a few weeks ago. And while that is a step in the right direction, a majority of that cast wasn't even Southeastern Asian. And alluding to um, the contents of that movie, they only glossed over numerous amounts of unique, diverse cultures within the region of Southeast Asia. And so uh, while I do acknowledge Raya the Last Dragon is creating somewhat of a voice for our community, it's not enough to the spot where we're getting as much representation as other cultures or even other uh, Asian cultures, East Asian cultures. More or less moving on to the next question, Elaine, what do you think were some of the challenges we had to overcome starting and sustaining this podcast series because as you said this is a whole virtual field and we were pretty new to it uh, i know i had some complications with editing processing this and obviously we both had racks of nerves when it came to recording or speaking and reaching out to literally anybody for this podcast yeah i think the hardest part of starting is actually starting is taking that first step to doing what needs to be done especially because we were so new to this thing we had no clue what was to happen next how we wanted obviously we had this basic vision where we wanted this community we wanted to have our content around activism and things that are prevalent to the Asian American community, specifically Southeast Asians, right? But that's all we had. You know, we had to work. It was like a blank space. And as much as you have that freedom to do whatever you want with this podcast, you have that freedom. You know, like there's both sides to having freedom is that you have too much freedom and you don't know how to narrow it down. And I think that was the most challenging thing that we had when it came to fall quarter, which was like, do we want to all involve our executive board members? Do we want it to, to solely be like an undergraduate point of view on the things that are happening within the Asian American community? Do we want to also incorporate guest speakers? We did do that. We had Joseph Lagunas, come during our fall quarter and we were just kind of figuring out that unique balance like what type of topics do we want do we want all heavy topics do we want all fun topics and things like that and I think that after fall quarter when we released those three episodes we realized what was good and what needed to be improved you know I think we both mutually agreed that the model minority myth was one of the best topics that we had you know we had um, people share their stories from like our board where it was just the undergraduate perspective and someone that is in the professional field learning this as his academic career, you know, and we wanted to incorporate more of those type of topics within our podcast series. So as you can see within our winter quarter edition, we had a lot of serious topics, but also some fun ones in there as well to educate those that are interested in learning more about the Asian American community. So I think the challenge is, is just finding what type of topics that we want to talk about something that we are equally as passionate in and also finding someone that is knowledgeable so we can also learn it is a learning process overall it is the narrators and guest speakers learn from us and we learn from them and it is a whole 
process of learning. That is in terms of content-wise, and definitely I bet Ethan will go more into the technical side because he is in charge of all of our editing and our pretty banners. So everything that you guys see online, this is all Ethan. So got to give credit where it's due. So go ahead and let us know your challenges in terms of the technical side. The technical side of it, yeah. Alluding to what Elaine said there, uh, starting is the most difficult thing, especially in regards to starting something new and unfamiliar. So our, I'll never forget it. Our first episode, uh, Elaine told me to use Anchor and I was like, yeah, this is amazing. I, I mean, it automatically uploads to like six or seven different types of platforms that would maximize our visibility and impact across like all types of listeners and whatnot. And so about 30 minutes in into recording the first episode for, for Podcast Overseas, which was kind of like an intro to get to know the board the audio cuts out and I'm panicking and uh, one board member, I think it was Kaylin, kept speaking and I was like, oh crap, oh oh no, oh no, what's going on? And I started having um, a mini panic attack pretty much because it turns out Anchor only records up to 30 minutes of audio at a time. So I was relatively horrified because I thought we lost 30 minutes of audio and we couldn't salvage any of the audio that was picked up after that 30 minute mark. Fortunately enough though, Kaylin remembered or whoever speaking remembered, thank God. <laughs> and uh, as it turns out, my, my laptop, which is a MacBook Pro, has this cool playback feature or this, this thing called QuickTime Player. And it turns out you can record indefinitely on there so long as you have the necessary space or like the megabytes, gigabytes, so on and so forth. So that was lesson one. Don't record on Anchor, only upload to Anchor. Uh, on top of that, I'd say the editing process for me hasn't been too tedious to say the least. Uh, I feel like Elaine and I speak pretty fluently and hopefully the audio is good enough for our listeners to understand what we're saying and the guest speakers don't sound too garbled because they're maybe have a different connection issue or on a different speaking device so on and so forth. But I would have to say the the most challenging thing when it came down to it was release dates because we were so ambitious winter quarter trying to release four or five podcasts centered around different topics that we wanted to speak about, you know, mental health, COVID-19, and how it affects the Asian American community, and so on and so forth, right? The thing was, though, obviously, Elaine and I are both students, students who care much about their academics. And so when we were bogged down in the trenches and whatnot, obviously, we had to prioritize a lot of, a lot of academic responsibilities over responsibilities for the podcast and whatnot. So we would shift recording time slash release dates around to compensate and make sure what we were doing was not only going to be beneficial for this podcast, but going to be beneficial for us and the guest speakers and be very considerate of their time. I'd have to say one of the most interesting challenges I had encountered when recording this podcast was the two-parter COVID-19 podcast that Elaine and I recorded and released, specifically the episode with Jonathan Wang, because what had happened was Elaine and I had spoken with Jonathan and recorded our podcast. However, my computer, for some reason, had to wipe everything for it to update, and I didn't know that. And so we lost all of our audio during that conversation, along with a few other very important <laughs> recordings and whatnot. So I was a bit freaked out. I was anxious, and I told Elaine. Elaine Elaine's face 
when I told her was sheer like pale and white and I'll never forget it because she was very <laughs> mortified as I was but uh, it's like trying to have not have a big reaction to not freak out your board member but you're like hyperventilating inside but you don't want to portray it but your face just goes white <laughs> yeah yeah no definitely <laughs> Elena and I were both very very scared and we tried to figure out what was going on and if Jonathan was willing to come on and record his segment again he was very willing and I was like oh thank god oh my god I was so stressed I was very pressed because I felt like that episode which he was supposed to speak was going to be a very very impactful part of this two-parter you know a voice from USC a voice from UCI coming together and more or less providing insight about what is going on in terms of how the university is grappling with COVID-19 and more or less how is the Asian American community grappling with COVID-19 and whatnot. But I'd have to say for any of those who are maybe thinking of recording a podcast, always make sure to back up your files. And of course, just have fun with it. I feel like one of the biggest challenges Elena and I overcame pretty early on. And I think sometimes we take it for granted is how easy it is for us to converse with one another and converse with the guest speaker. We always ask the guest speaker after the recording, oh, how was it? Did you feel comfortable and whatnot? And they're like, yeah, that's honestly amazing. Like, it didn't feel like I was being recorded whatsoever. It felt like I was, you know, having a normal conversation with you and Elaine. And it always kind of sticks in the back of my head when they say that because it just shows how capable Elaine and I are, despite not having any previous experience in regards to this specific industry. And anything that anyone does in life, honestly, there's always going to be challenges. But once you override them, it is so rewarding at the next step. So that really does lead us to our next question, which is, though we have some challenges in terms of developing podcasts overseas, what are some of the major highs that we were able to achieve throughout podcasting journey? I mean, numbers aren't everything, I will say that. But having over 170 plays just off of eight episodes has just been tremendous. I'm speechless. And I keep telling Elaine this, that like I'm updating her with like week-by-week week analytics of what's going on, thankfully, because Anchor provides those analytics off of Spotify. And it's just crazy to think about how many individuals in our age range, 18 to 22, are listening. So that means college kids or kids who are graduating high school or getting into college, more or less, are listening in and hearing what we have to say. And that's astonishing to me to think that some of my peers maybe at UCI who who haven't listened or who maybe are listening right now are starting to kind of see this and get attracted to this type of I'd say like an informal but informative podcast you know I'd say one of those major highs that I'm still writing off of is speaking to the vice chancellor of the office of inclusive excellence like Elaine said you know uh, vice chancellor Douglas Haynes and his colleague Dr. Joseph Morales just speaking to someone who's so refined in their in their field, someone who is trying to be a game changer and has succeeded in becoming a game changer. And what he does is just beyond anything that I ever hoped for. 
Yeah, I think the major highs is just solely being recognized as a podcast series. You know, we obviously numbers don't matter, but we didn't realize that we would actually have people that are interested in listening to us speak on a podcast like this, you know, and just having people that believe in us, our advisor believed in us. Uh, she called us one of the most professional people that she has ever met. And we are only college students, like we are only 20, 20 and 21. And to have this so early on to our career, I just can't imagine where both of us are going to go within a couple of years, you know, far past podcast lands and going on to our individual lives and careers and just meeting some of the most unique people ever, you know, like connecting and getting to hear what they have to offer, their expertise um, and what they've been going through through COVID and how we can formulate all their challenges and things that they went through within their lives and formulate it to something that is so great and beautiful and grand on this podcast, you know, sharing things that I would never have the opportunity to hear if it wasn't through this podcast and where I have the time to kind of just sit down and have a conversation with them and actually devote all of my attention to really getting to know them. You know, and as Ethan was saying, like our podcast, even though we call it a podcast, it feels like we're just solely having a conversation with each other and having a conversation with the people that we are essentially interviewing for the podcast. And it is a very unique time. It's not that stressful type of interview where you're like, oh, I need to showcase all my skills to get this job. It is just us having a space to share the things that we are very passionate about, sharing about a base of our knowledge, you know, and learning from each other. There is an endless amount of learning as we learn from each other's identities, our communities and where we grew up in and how that influence on how we act today and how we decide on things that we are passionate about today, things that we pursue within our careers and our aspirations and inspirations and so forth. And definitely one of the major, major highs that we recently had was when the vice chancellor shared our podcast series on a mass email to all of UC Irvine students. And that was honestly a dream come true. I have that email starred in my my email inbox, it is something I will refer to on days where I feel like I haven't accomplished much. It is something that I will open and feel that, you know, that rush that this actually happened, you know, this is like living proof that our podcast is getting known, it is getting recognized, and it's actually getting listened to. And thank you so much to anyone that is listening to our little reflection piece that we are here because of you, because of your support of you just solely clicking play on Spotify or any streaming platform. It is helping us so much, boosting our confidence and kind of just fueling our passion to want to do more, to want to release more content for you guys as we approach this kind of last quarter of us being co-hosted together you know so we have a lot of exciting topics planned for spring quarter edition so we really do hope that you tune in to all of the things that we have that is going to be released soon within the coming weeks subtle plug there for future episodes of podcast overseas spring edition thank you elaine um, more or less kind of going into the next question we already touched on a lot of highs and what we had achieved and what made us feel good. So I wanted to more or less ask you, and I'm sure you'll ask me back, but what is one of your favorite memories throughout our time as co-hosts and co-founders, as people like to remind us of recording the last eight episodes together? Wow, there is there's so much, actually. We spend, me and Ethan spend so much time together on meetings. And I think one of my 
favorite things is just slowly getting to know him as a person. You know, we started off just as co-board members and that's all we kind of knew about each other, our different skills. The only thing I knew was from his interview, which is really funny, but I got to develop this kind of relationship in a way where I got to learn about the things that he's really interested in, his passion for the Asian American community, more about his identity. And it's just the time that we get to spend together. That is one of my favorite memories. And I think I will always look back on how easily we just kind of bounce off each other all the time. We always have something to say. It's There's never an awkward moment, as you can hear on Podcast Land. And it is also not like that when we are in meetings, when you guys are not hearing us recording on a podcast like this that our dynamic is the exact same way that you see on the podcast it is very authentic it is very genuine and we are all very passionate individuals so I will never forget on how passionate we are about these things and how excited we are you know when you do something new you want that excitement you it is so scary but it's also so thrilling so to have a partner working on this thing and finding this podcast series together, you need that excitement to kind of push you through, you know, obviously each of us had our down days where we were like, Oh, this is too much. This is that. But it's just really that understanding that we have with each other to be like, yeah, it's okay. You know, I completely understand and putting it out there, but also reigniting that fire that we have and reminding each other that this was something that we started together and we co-founded this podcast like we always forget because we are so passionate about it that we don't really think of the huge impact that we are having within our community we just think oh yeah we just you know just speak and have a conversation but when we really do sit back and think about it we we kind of reflect on all the huge things that we have done together and that will always be within my memories when I graduate and I listen back on this I will always remember our excitement I will always remember the authenticity of it and how genuine we both are in terms of our passion for the Asian American community, especially for the Southeast Asian uh, community. Yeah, definitely. I, I a hundred percent love that answer. And thank you, Elaine, for, um, (laughs) (laughs) for saying that. I mean, I really enjoyed getting, you know getting to know you too fun fact the first time i met elaine was during a meeting for a different thing that will hopefully come into fruition you know fall quarter fingers crossed on that secret project but when i first met elaine she was it was over a zoom call and i looked at her screen and she was in a crowded coffee shop and she looked very irritated so i was a bit intimidated to say the least at um, her appearance And on top of that, hearing all the other distant echoes of what people say about you, you're a very, very concise, very detail-oriented individual who gets the job done, no matter the expense of what have you at the moment. On top of that, you're just a very compassionate individual and, of course, passionate and ambitious in whatever pursuit you have. I mean, obviously, this podcast is one of those key findings of what I'm saying about how ambitious and uh proud you are to have something that you can more or less showcase and have it be a part of the greater community of things, you know, the Asian American Pacific Islander community, of course. I think probably one of the most favorite things is more or less outlining the questions with you and picking your brain into seeing how we're more or less going to be asking these questions, so to speak trying to get the the guest speaker more comfortable and what questions we ask. And of course, the energy that Elaine and I have, I feel like is a very unparalleled one. 
to say the least. Not to say that we're <laughs> we're we're like number one and whatnot, but I think we're we make a pretty good team, and our dynamic is a very very authentic one, as you said, and it's something that I will always cherish and will hope to replicate with whoever comes on this podcast next year and becomes the co-host and whatnot. Because this this whole thing has been a very eye-opening journey to me about how how hard certain individuals work within their field, whether it be Belinda Ho working more or less within her financial community for her corporation, while also trying to battle the stigma that she's been feeling in regards to mental health. It's more or less getting to know other individuals on this podcast, other UCI students who have gone through similar struggles as me, and I would have never heard unless it was for this podcast. And I think it's it's just amazing to think about how far we've came. I mean, we granted we still have like a couple episodes left, but like this is I feel like a distinct midway point of looking back and recognizing where we came from, you know. Elaine and I came from a place where, as I said multiple times in this podcast, that we never had any experience nor idea on how to record anything, how to edit, what to do, like how to balance out or enhance a voice and something like that. And I think it's, we're, we're more or less so accustomed to this, you know, Elaine and I would kind of take five to 10 minutes at the start of every recording session to try and think of a way to like calm our nerves and whatnot. But now it's just like, we're on it. We're on it. We're on it. Like this recording, she's like, okay, let's just get into it. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Why not? So honestly, I, I've, I've enjoyed every memory of it, everything that has happened thus far. And I'm excited to see what spring quarter has to offer and of course the future for this podcast all righty so let's just head into our last question which is what is our last piece of advice for organizations on campus that are interested in starting their very own podcast series oof that's a i feel like that question was a question Tuivo Deng asked us whenever we were at that little meeting of hers for the uc researchers and honestly, I think we should more or less echo the fact that you don't have to be afraid to start something that you have no idea what you're getting into. Blatantly, of course, that is such a, a cliche answer, but it's it's the honest truth. And I think whenever you're deciding to put in effort into something, it has to be something that you're passionate about. Otherwise, you're not going to enjoy the process of refining it, molding it into your uh, ideal vision. You know, obviously, if Elena and I didn't have the passion and drive to continue this podcast, the quality of these episodes, the rate at which we're producing these episodes, and the publicity of these episodes. Also, I'd like to make a little side note, shout out to our publicity chair, Vivian, for helping us publicize this podcast. Oh my God, she's such a godsend. <laughs> when it comes to doing this stuff because she's so flexible and very understanding uh, with Elaine and I's very erratic schedules and work habits. Um, that's besides the point. Um, if you don't have that drive, that passion to continue to do what you're doing, you know, there's no point, I feel like, in continuing that type of stuff. And so more or less like alluding back to what Elena and I have been saying throughout the podcast. It's the ambition. It's the passion that will keep you going. You know, no matter how tired you are, no matter 
how egregious the editing process is or how hard it is to reach out to a guest speaker. There's always a will when there's a way. Yeah, I think from my end is you don't have to know everything, but you need to be willing to learn everything. You know, um, be open-minded to the process that I think the scariest thing when I stepped foot into it, just being present or just doing anything in terms of podcasting was that I didn't know everything about it. I didn't know all the variables. And for my personality type if is that I need to know what is going on next. You know, like I need to know what my next steps are. And I came into all these new things without knowing what my next steps were. And that could have been a major fall through for creating something like this. If I didn't have that courage to step into the unknown and be comfortable with the unknown, I don't think I would have even introduced an idea that was crazy as this to start a newly founded podcast for the organization. So if you're in my shoes and you're deciding like, do I have enough knowledge for this? You know, obviously um, starting off UC Irvine, I wasn't very connected to my cultural roots and I, it's still a learning process. You know, I'm still learning more about my identity every day. I'm learning more about my passions for the Southeast Asian community and the overall Asian community. But as long as you have that passion, that ambition and that open-mindedness to learn more about things that are happening within your community and you're willing to learn more from those who, who you are inviting into your podcast series if you do happen to invite people onto your podcast series to talk more is that you're just coming in with an open mind you know and obviously be open-minded about the challenges those are the things that are going to help you learn it's going to make you stronger and it's going to help you realize what you want and don't want within your podcast series and I hope that this advice goes further than just a podcast series right this can be applicable in any parts or any situation that you are particularly in you know is that as long as you have the drive and ambition and your willingness to just learn from each other and find different things and try different new ways on how you want to approach it right and also have a vision I think that is the sole thing when it comes to um, creating something new is that you have this vision and people may think that your vision is crazy and beyond reach right I have been told many times that oh you're too ambitious you know but I found that as a good thing I want to be too ambitious I want to have the things that I have now you know and before I I remember uh, people that I really, really loved within my life even telling me like, oh, maybe you need to take a step back and reflect and things like that. And I have always reflect on everything that you are doing. And especially to keep up the morale in terms of releasing podcasting is that recognizing the challenges that you have, just being upfront about it and figuring out as a team on how you want to confront that problem and also celebrating all of the small wins and the big wins. You know, it's not just about celebrating the big ones. You know, it takes a while to get that big hit, right? But you're always going to have small wins, whether that is like, oh my gosh, we recorded exactly at 40 minutes and we planned for 40 minutes and we finished at 40 minutes or dang, today we had a lot of great conversation. We brought up some great topics and we had a genuinely good time. That is something to be celebrated, you know, like do not brush that over. It is something that it, if you feel as if it's genuine and you just thoroughly had a good time, don't take that for granted. As me and Ethan were saying that we will never take our time together as co-hosts for granted or our time together with different guest speakers for granted, just because it is so hard to have that natural chemistry with each other, just to spark this kind of safe space for us to want to share, for us to include our thoughts and so forth. So that essentially sums up 
my multiple one piece of advice, call it two, three, four, five pieces of advice in one round. Anything else? I think, like <laughs> I think that's it. I mean, just honestly, perseverance probably plays a, a key part into it. And, you know, I think perseverance is synonymous with ambition, having passion as well, because if you're not persistent with your pursuit and things, it's it's sometimes going to wear you out. Obviously, you're going to run into a lot of dead ends when it comes to speaking with individuals you want to speak with or uh, having a vision but sometimes you have external factors that are out of your control into doing what you want to do. You know, Elaine and I had this one issue in regards to having someone who wasn't necessarily too forthcoming with their schedule when recording. And so we had to be pretty, pretty direct when it came to asking them, hey, do you want to still record this? Even though we were more or less spamming them for the past three or four weeks when it came down to recording time. And when we did that, it felt like a victory, in a sense, having someone truly recognized finally, instead of cutting through the bureaucracy and like red tape of speaking to a certain individual and whatnot, it's, it's a very rewarding, to say the least. I think this is probably a good place to end this very, very nice reflection podcast. So this is Podcast Overseas signing off. Bye-bye.